keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. It is Friday, February the 25th. 2022. Uh, Praise be to God. We have a lot to cover today. The Russian invasion of Ukraine continues. More reports this morning of rocket fire. The Russian plane was shot down and unfortunately hit uh, an apartment building in Kiev. Now, that's another thing I want to bring up this morning is not just all of the the headlines and and the updates, but I learned a valuable lesson yesterday. I was trying to make a joke. I was trying to be lighthearted and and, uh, somewhat flippant in uh, the the pronunciation difference between Kiev and Kiev. I did not know. I learned a valuable lesson. Kiev is the Russian way and Kiev is the Ukrainian way. So uh, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Uh, Kiev, uh, long live Kiev, as I say. But uh, we're going to have a great conversation today on the show at 15 past the hour. Eric Sammons is going to be our guest to talk about this situation in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, trying to understand it from a Catholic perspective and not just be hyperbolic or just read into the headlines all the time, but really try to have some some understanding here. So Eric Sammons is going to be on Again, lots in the news today about these updates. I'm sure Rudy's going to be covering a lot of this. 137 Ukrainians deceased, according to their president. Uh, like I said, explosions and rocket fire. There's attacks all over the country. Uh, men 18 to 60 are being conscripted. They're not allowed to leave the country. They're being drafted to defend uh, Ukraine against Russia. So a lot to get into. But the show is not just going to be about that. We have a lot more to do today other than just talk about this situation going on in Ukraine. In fact, coming up at 35 past the hour, Father Peter Damien from the uh, Order of Preachers of the Dominicans is going to be on our program to talk about preparing for the Holy preparing for the holy season of lent all of a sudden my volume changed adrian you're messing with my volume Uh, preparing for the holy season of lent are you ready i mean ash wednesday's like right around the corner are you prepared how do we get prepared if you haven't prepared at this point father peter damien is going to be on to help us with that and in the beginning of the next hour guess what we get to do we get to give away a Mercedes. It's going to be a lot of fun for those that are able to join us. We're looking forward to that. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. I'm surprised. You know, I thought I was going to be mm-hmm. the winner of the Mercedes. You're but, not? Uh, you're saying it's not a done deal? You're, you're telling me that we're drawing a name? Yeah, but that what if... You know, hey, so it could be mine. What if I put all the na- all the names in the barrel are yours? What if I did that? How, how long did it take you to do that? I'm not saying it did it, but it would take a while if I did. Are they all blank and I can just say, hey, <laughs> yeah. wow. Rudolfo Carlos, who hey, knew? Hey, I got the golden wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the golden hey, ticket, I mean. <laughs> guess how much I paid for gas today? Uh, $4. Uh, f- super close. <laughs> not far off, really. I, $3.30 a gallon. Really? In the great state of Texas. That would have been a bargain in California. You know, bring back oil independence, <laughs> I say. Good grief. $3.30 a gallon. Yikes. That's crazy. Speaking of yikes, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. 
Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? Amen, it is. In spite of it all. Despite the gas prices, it's good to be here. <laughs> Despite the gas prices, is right. We're, do, we are seeing a surge in uh, gas prices, obviously, I think, related to the situation. Market took a dip yesterday. It's going to get to very interesting all over the place. Oil prices, an Amber Alert's going off as I speak. Uh, oil prices uh, have hit a major $105 per gallon uh, and uh, it's the highest it's ever been since 2014, so kind of crazy news there for sure. Uh, but praise be to God, there's still good news to talk about today. Uh, Father Peter Damien, uh, what can you tell us real quick? Adrian? Oh, yes, Father Peter Damien. He's a friar for the Southern Province Dominicans, the province of St. Martin de Porres, and he uh, took the name Peter Damien because, you know, he, Peter Damien, we just did his saint of the day, great reformer. And uh, Peter Damien, he is, uh, I think he's from Jamaica, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Is an uh, excellent accent, so it'd be a fun conversation. I'm looking forward it's, to it's it. It's more British, though, isn't it's it? It's definitely very, yeah. it's very British. Not yeah. not a little British, it's very not a little. British. Not a little. Like, uh, yeah. whenever, if you go to confession to him, he'll... Uh-huh. Uh, he just like uh, it's just so funny hearing his things. He says one of the one of our listeners actually was telling me that uh, whenever she went to confession with him, he was she was confessing something about her mom uh, being rude to her mom or something, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, so you have problems with your mummy?" <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird to an American ear for sure. But at any rate, uh, well, real quick, let me jump just before I. M- pray and jump into our hour. We launched our CDT Lenten campaign for 2022. We are asking you, our dear listener, to consider joining us in praying, fasting, and doing penance specifically for peace in the world, for the conversion of heretics and blasphemers and ardent sinners. And we put up a calendar on our website, and we're trying to cover every single day in the season of Lent to pray specifically for those intentions. You can choose the penance as we ask you to follow the church's guidelines on fasting, and we want you to pray the golden arrow prayer with us. I sent that to the CDT insiders last night, and we've already got some great names on the calendar. So if you're interested and you want to take a day, pick one day for you and your family to join us in this prayer campaign all during Lent, please contact us here at the uh, studio. Let us know what day you want, and I'll get you on that calendar if you're not on our email list already. Let's pray and dive in. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your breaking news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Friday, February the 25th, and these are your headlines. The Blaze reports Russia claims destruction of 74 Ukrainian military facilities as land assaults begin. Russia's defense ministry claims that the Russian military has already destroyed 74 Ukrainian military facilities, including 11 air bases, only hours into the launch of its invasion of the country. On Thursday, Ukraine's military chief, Valery Zeluzny, and Ukrainian troops were fighting for the Russian army. Uh, fighting the Russian army in the country's north and south, including an airbase only five miles from the capital. Putin has claimed Russia will only attack Ukrainian military facilities. Breitbart reports Blinken, We are not halting gas and oil purchases from Russia because we're trying to minimize pain to us. 
During an interview, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was asked whether the U.S. would cut off its purchase of oil and gas from Russia over its invasion of Ukraine. Blinken appeared to dodge the question answering, well, what we're doing across the board is making sure that we inflict maximum pain on Russia for what President Putin has done, while minimizing any of the pain to us. He also stated, we're in full coordination with other countries, both consumers and producers alike, to minimize any impact that this may have on energy prices and gasoline. And one American news reports, oil tops $105 per barrel after Russia attacks Ukraine. Oil prices jumped on Thursday, with Brent rising above $105 a barrel for the first time since 2014 before easing. Analysts say Brent is likely to remain above $100 a barrel until significant alternative supplies become available from U.S. shale or Iran, for example. The United States and Iran have been engaged in indirect nuclear talks in Vienna that could lead to the removal of sanctions on Iranian oil sales. And The Hill reports Florida House passes Don't Say Gay Bill. The Florida House of Representatives approved legislation that would ban certain discussions of gender identity and sexual orientation in schools. Florida uh, Governor Ron DeSantis has signaled support for the bill, but has not indicated whether he would sign it if reached if it reached his desk. Should the bill come to law, Florida educators would be barred from speaking to primary school students about certain LGBTQ topics that are not considered age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is Blessed Maria Adodata Pisani. The only daughter of Baron Benedetto Pisani and, Vin- and Vincenza Carano. She was born Maria Teresa Pisani in Naples, Italy on the 29th of December 1806 and baptized the same day in the parish of St. Mark of Pizza Falcone. Her father was Baron of one of the oldest and richest barons in Malta. Her father took to drink and this soon led to marital problems so much so that whilst Pisani was still a small child, her mother left the conjugal house and entrusted the child's care to her mother-in-law. And she died when her granddaughter was only 10 years old. After her grandmother's death, Pisani was sent to the famous Instituto de Madama Prota, a boarding school in Naples where the daughters of the local aristocracy received their education. Once in Malta, Pisani decided to become a nun. Although her mother preferred that she marry, besides the suffering from her delicate health, Pisani had a deformed soldier shoulder. It caused uh, it was testified by injuries sustained at the hands of a maid who beat her when she lived with her grandmother in Naples. Although her mother tried to find her a suitable husband, Pisani invariably declined such proposals, preferring to lead a quiet life of attending church and helping the poor. The people who knew her started to comment about her pious behavior, and upon turning 21, she entered the Benedictine community of St. Peter's Monastery and took the name Maria Adodata, given by God. She made her solemn profession two years later in the cloister. Pisani was a seamstress, seamstress, sacristan, porter, teacher, and novice mistress. Her charity was a benefit to her fellow nuns and to many people outside the cloister as well. Pisani wrote various works, the most well-known of which is the mystical Garden of the Soul that loves Jesus and Mary, a collection of her personal reflections between the years 1835 and 1843. She was abbess from 1851 to 1853, but had to retire from her duties because she suffered from heart problems. She died on the 25th of February 1855 at the age of 48 and was buried the next day in the crypt of the Benedictine Monastery at Medina. 
Pisani was remembered for her sanctity, her love of the poor, her self-imposed sacrifices, and ecstasy so complete that she was seen levitating. Blessed Maria Adodata Pisani, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 10, verses 1 through 12. Jesus came into the district of Judea and across the Jordan. Again, crowds gathered around him, and as he was custom, he again taught them. The Pharisees approached him and asked, Is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? They were testing him. He said to them in reply, What did Moses command you? They replied, Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore God has joined together, therefore what God has joined together, no human being must separate. In the house, the disciples again questioned Jesus about this. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Ooh, there is... I think we should cancel the entire show and just talk about this passage, to be honest with you. I mean, no more giving away the Mercedes, no more Russia. Just spend the next 10 hours diving into this. I can tell you, having lived through many of my parents' divorces and remarriages, how, uh, how difficult and how personal this particular passage is. But it's interesting to me because Augustine in particular had an incredible insight here. Moses, he says, however, was against a man's dismissing his wife, for he interposed this delay that a person whose mind was bent on separation might be deterred by the writing of the bill and desist, particularly since, as is related among the Hebrews, no one was allowed to write Hebrew characters but the scribes. The law therefore wished to send him whom it ordered to give a bill of divorcement before he dismissed his wife to them who ought to be wise interpreters of the law and just opponents of quarrel. For a bill could only be written for by him, who by men who by their good advice might overrule him, since his circumstances and necessity had put him into their hands. And so by treating between him and his wife, they might persuade them to love and concord. Close quote, St. Augustine. Pray for us. You see, it's a typology. It's a prefigurement. We go to the church whose job it is, whose job it is to teach, to persuade, to build up, to give us instruction and truth that one man and one woman are bound together until death. We'll be right back. What's concerning us coming up next. Atheists often justify their atheism by saying there's no scientific evidence for God. But this is problematic for two reasons. First, science can no more detect God than a metal detector can detect plastic cups. 
God, who is immaterial, is beyond the scope of scientific inquiry because science is restricted to detecting matter. This leads to a second critique. The argument confuses method with reality. Science's inability to detect God says nothing whether or not God exists. It's simply a manifestation of the limitations of its detecting powers. To say God doesn't exist because science can't detect him is to confuse the limitations of the method for knowing reality with what is real. So it really doesn't matter that science can't detect God, and therefore is not a justifiable reason to be an atheist. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. There will come a day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit catholicscomehome.org. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you, praise be to God. Are you ready? The holy season of Lent is starting in just a couple of days, really. Are you prepared? Do you know what your plan is for the season of Lent to maximize your opportunity? We're going to be talking with a Dominican priest coming up at 35 past the hour, Father Peter Damien to uh, maximize our Lenten opportunity. And do not forget, we are asking you, the dear listener, to join us in prayer, fasting, and penance for world peace, of course, but for the conversion of blasphemers and heretics specifically. And you can find more information on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Joining us right now by phone is Eric Sammons, uh, the editor-in-chief over at Crisis Magazine. Good morning to you, sir. Thank you for your time. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Praise be to God. Let's talk about the Russian story. As we speak, I'm watching the uh, the updates right now. Uh, the Russian army is on the doorstep of Kiev or Kiev rather, and they are they're pushing hard. But there is a defense being made. And you know what's interesting about this story is I have been feeling now for the last week, at least, following this very closely, that I simply don't trust any of the actors involved. I my heart is with the Ukrainian people and their plight. But the individuals on all sides of this equation, I don't think I trust them all that much. And I'm, it's hard to truly understand what to believe and how to believe it. Eric, you put out a great article over at Crisis Magazine. Tell us how you feel about it. I think actually you summed it up pretty well. I, I'm in agreement with you that, first of all, uh, my heart goes out to the innocent people of Ukraine, uh, those who both in the East Ukraine and West Ukraine who are suffering because of this conflict. I think that's that's the main thing we have to remember is that real people are dying. Real people are uh, having their lives upturned, and, and, and it's tragic. Uh, but like you, I frankly just don't trust any of the, the players in this, so to speak. So obviously starting with Putin, uh, I mean, I think everybody kind of knows the problems uh, that he has. And I think it, we should always be clear that this doesn't – his, his uh, attack on Ukraine – doesn't even come within uh, the same zip code as just war. <laughs> I mean, there's just no way you can justify uh, what he's doing. At the same time, I think we have to look at the history of what led to this. And I think there's been a lot of uh, 
things that the, that the West has done, the United States and NATO, they have done that have led to this. Uh, that doesn't justify what uh, Russia is doing, but at the same time, I think it helps us understand better so that we can try to get out of this mess and, and, and get, get peace to reign instead and not have things like this happen in the future. I think we've seen a history of treating Russia like the enemy ever since the end of the Cold War when we should have treated them from at least initially back in the 90s as an ally, uh, demonizing Putin from the day he, he came in instead of trying to bring him over to maybe be uh, – more of an ally than an enemy, and and I think the the chickens are coming home from the roost, so to speak. Eric, you know, one, another thing too is I, I'm struggling to figure out what are the the actual motivations for this invasion. You know, some have said that Putin's goal is to reestablish Christendom. I, I read that in an article yesterday. Also, some are saying that he's trying to assert more influence on the West. You know, considering how the West is is crumbling culturally, uh, do you think any of these takes are valid? Well. I think we should listen, first of all, to what he actually said. I think sometimes, I mean, I'm not saying he, everything he says is true and there aren't ulterior motives, uh, but I do think that we should hear what he, what he is saying. And there's two major concerns he has. The first one is NATO. Uh, after the end of the Soviet Union, the United States and NATO made a promise that they would never extend east of Germany. And they broke that promise very quickly. And now they're literally at the border with uh, Russia. At one point, Hillary Clinton said something about, this is a while back, said something about how Russia is doing uh, war games right on the border with uh, NATO. Well, she was talking, they were in Russian area because NATO had come to the border of Russia. So and that's that's the first thing. He's very concerned, Russia. And, and just, I think people should be understand, I know there are some protests against this in Russia, and God bless them. But at the same time, Putin has a lot of support in Russia. Mm. He's not acting as a rogue agent, and, and there's reasons why Russians support him. And a number one reason is because NATO has come all the way up to his border. And in 2008, uh, NATO promised Ukraine that they could join NATO at some, some point, And that is very troublesome to Russia. And I think legitimately troublesome. I, I think that's a real, I, I understand at least that one, why they're concerned about it. The second part, the second reason is, that pe- a lot of people might understand that Ukraine is a very split country. Uh, on, in the West, it's very Western-looking. It's Ukrainian. In the eastern part of Ukraine, though, it's very Russian. I mean, ethnically Russian. They speak Russian. And there's been a big – there's been, honestly, a kind of simmering uh, civil war for years there. But there's been actual civil war since 2014 where there's been regions in the east that have been trying to break away from Ukraine uh, and become independent nations. And even at one point, they voted to they wanted to join Russia. In 2015, they did. And Putin said, no, you know, we're not going to do that. So when he did, so I do think there is something to be said there where he that's what his claim. Putin's claim is, is a lot of it also has to do with freeing those areas of Ukraine that are predominantly Russian speaking and want to be independent of Ukraine. I think mm-hmm. that's what he said. And I do think there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, we have to remember Putin's been in charge for 20 years. If he really was just this uh, Hitler-esque type person who wanted to expand Russia, he really hasn't done a whole lot in 20 years. Yes, you know, Crimea, there's Georgia, but there hasn't been like, I mean, frankly, NATO's expanded more than Russia's expanded in the time that that Putin's been president. So I don't really buy that he's trying to uh, take over all of Europe or anything like that. 
A lot of people are saying that he's trying to recreate the Soviet Union. Uh, but a more apropos question, I think, is what is the role of the Orthodox and the uh, Romanian Church and the Catholics over in Ukraine and Russia? The, I know that there's a huge conflict that was happening right before uh, Putin started putting uh, troops on the border between the Russian Orthodox and the Ukrainian Orthodox. Uh, what do you happen to know? What is the uh, effects that are be, that are taking place because of the role of the church in the area? Yeah, I think that adds to it. And just real quick, uh, I, I would I wouldn't just say he wants to reestablish the Soviet Union in the in the exact borders Soviet Union had, but I do think that Russia wants to reestablish themselves as a world power like the Soviet Union mm. was. Uh, so I do think that's true. But I think that definitely intertwined into all this is. Uh, the, the, the Catholic Orthodox dispute going on there. Again, the western part of Ukraine is mostly Catholic and Ukrainian Catholic. And Ukrainian Catholic Church is the largest uh, Eastern Catholic Church in the world. And in the East, it's much more Orthodox. But then there's been a dispute between the Orthodox because some of the Orthodox in the East of Ukraine are under the Moscow Patriarch, so part of the, uh, under the Russian Orthodox Church. But some ha- are, are under the Greek Orthodox Church under the Ecumenical Patriarch. It's, it's very confusing, but it's caused actually a schism between the Moscow Orthodox Church and the Greek Orthodox Church. There's actually been a schism for a number of years, and I think this all adds to just the mess that you have there, uh, where where you definitely have, uh, I mean, you have Catholics against Orthodox, Orthodox against Orthodox, and it just shows how this unity just helps foster. If, if, if the Christian churches, the Orthodox churches were united, and, and and frankly, North Saxon Catholic Church were united. I think you'd have a, a, a lot better chance for peace because there wouldn't be this inherent, like thousand-year-old conflict going on between Western Ukraine and Eastern Ukraine. It's interesting because one other thing that I had noticed and I had noted earlier on was that right when this happened, because there was a a schism that happened between the Ukrainian Church and the Russian Church. Uh, very recently, and uh, the spokesman for Vladimir Putin came out saying that they will defend the interests of the Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox, uh, as they will defend Russian citizens themselves. And so I thought found that very interesting to see how that uh, was being w- voiced right before uh, troops were lined up on the border. Yeah, he did. He he mentioned the fact in his uh, speech on I think it was Monday. He mentioned the fact of defending the Ukrainian Church of the Moscow Patriarch, mm. and I think they definitely want to establish that there's only one Orthodox Church in Ukraine. I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the goals of of their incursion, especially in in those uh, independent areas of the eastern Ukraine or attempted independent areas, uh, is to establish the Orthodox Church of the Moscow Patriarch as the dominant Orthodox Church and basically try to get rid of the the Orthodox who are under the uh, Greek, uh, which is the more Western-leaning uh, uh, Orthodox Church. Eric Sammons is our guest from Crisis Magazine. Great article out today. Uh, the headline says, Understanding the Russian Invasion of Ukraine. We'll link to it on our social feeds and in our brand new Telegram private chat for the CDT Insiders as well. But uh, we have just a few minutes left. I want to bring up, speaking of unity, uh, you said a second ago, unity in the body of Christ. Let's talk about the third secret of Fatima. I mean, Twitter is like out of control uh, uh, over the third secret of Fatima being linked to this event. Um, it, it, are the eras of Russia being spread right now and before our very eyes? What say you, Eric Sammons? I mean, I think this one's a difficult one, to be honest. I, I, I definitely believe that 
things that happen in this world, we have to look at the spiritual realities behind them. We can't just look at this as a political event, like, okay, let's look at the geopolitical aspects of it. No, there's spiritual realities behind it. We saw that, of course, we were just talking about with the the uh, disputes between the Orthodox and Catholic churches and all that. And I think we can't ignore the fact that Russia played a very big role in the uh, in Fatima and what, the messages of Fatima, and it clearly plays a very big role in the world today. And I mean, I think it, it doesn't take even a spiritual person to see that these events that are happening right now can have major consequences for the entire world. And so, I think really what it does is it calls us back to the the core message of Fatima, which is prayer and penance. That we have to be engaged in prayer and penance uh, for peace in the world. Uh, for the conversion of Russia and, frankly, of America and of uh, and of and almost every country in the world, uh, maybe not Poland, <laughs> you know, needs to be really converted uh, back to Christ and, and, and to the Catholic Church. You know, uh, there, just to sort of wrap up our conversation today, I really feel like there's a balance here. I mean, we all remember, maybe you and I do, the youngins in the room probably don't, but the Cuban Missile Crisis, and, you know, we don't want people on our doorstep. Just yesterday, I talked about a story of Chinese troops in Canada doing military-style tr- training. I mean, it's very concerning to have these uh, types of events on your doorstep, so I can appreciate that perspective, but it's the Ukrainian people that I think, listening to to their interviews that I, that I was watching yesterday, they don't, uh, at least for the most part, don't want to be ruled under Russia. I'm sure some do, but it's a complex situation and it's a two-sided coin, right? The last comments, Eric Sammons. Yes, and I think that's exactly the right way to look at it, to understand uh, the perspective of all parties involved, that nobody here is immaculate, uh, the West, NATO, even Ukraine, uh, and, and Russia, obviously. Uh, nobody here is immaculate and we need to Every every party involved needs to understand that they need to give. They need to be willing to uh, put peace above their own interests. And I think that's what we need to be praying for. Definitely have a lot to pray for, especially this season of Lent. You're ready to go, uh, Eric? You got your Lenten game plan down? Uh, I, I will be by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> you and everybody else. Eric Sam, yeah, it's Crisis Magazine. Thank you for your time today. God bless you. God love you. God bless you. All right. We are going to go to a break. We're going to come back. More breaking news and stories with Rudy Carlos. And then, of course, Father Peter Damien O.P. is going to be on to help us maximize our Lenten opportunity. But don't forget, we want you to enlist in our CDT campaign. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. We'll be right back. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for the world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church is just out of touch? It's going to have to change if it ever hopes to be relevant in today's world. But G.K. Chesterton says, we do not need a church that will move with the world. We need a church that will move the world. It's not that the church has to change, it's that the world has to change, and it's up to us, as the church, to change the world. That is the call to conversion. 
We don't convert the world by giving in to it. Chesterton says, The world is converted by the saint that contradicts it most. I guess that explains why in an age that worships money, sex, and power, the most influential woman in the modern world was a tiny little nun taking care of the sick and dying in the streets of Calcutta. Want more than a minute? Visit Chesterton.org. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired, and now more headlines. Breitbart reports, Pentagon orders 7,000 more troops to Europe amid Russia-Ukraine war. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin ordered the deployment of approximately 7,000 additional troops to Europe amid a Russian war with Ukraine. These forces are on top of the 5,000 already deployed earlier this month and the approximately 80,000 U.S. troops currently in Europe. Early on Thursday, NATO members Poland, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania invoked Article 4 of NATO's founding treaty, requiring allies to hold consultations when the security of any one of the parties is threatened. Newsmax reports why Russia and Ukraine are fighting for the Chernobyl disaster site. Russian and Ukrainian forces fought on Thursday for control of Chernobyl, the still radioactive site of the world's worst nuclear accident, and a factor of the collapse of the Soviet Union. Despite it not having any military significance, Chernobyl sits on the shortest and fastest route from Belarus to Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, and runs along a logical line of attack for the Russian and Belarusian forces invading Ukraine. And the Epic, uh, Epic Times reports, China paying close attention to U.S. response to Russian invasion of Ukraine. Our biggest opponent in the long run is not Russia. It would be Xi Jinping and China with their strategy. And they're watching closely, Senator Brown said. In the latest sign of its strengthening relationship with Russia, China's Customs Bureau on Thursday said it would begin accepting wheat imports from all regions of Russia, one of the world's biggest wheat producers, a move that could soften the impact of Western sanctions. And the post-millennial reports only 26% of Americans want U.S. to play a major role in Russia-Ukraine conflict. Just 26% of Americans say the U.S. should have a major role in the overseas conflict, according to a poll conducted by the Associated Press. The poll's findings reveal that while this conflict across the world may be at the forefront of politicians' minds, economic issues like inflation are a bigger priority to American voters as the 2022 midterm elections loom closer. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Praise be to Jesus. I want to keep plugging our 2022 CDT Lenten campaign this year. We're asking you, the listener, to join us in praying, fasting, and doing penance. Uh, We want to cover every single day of the calendar for Lent, and we're asking you to pick a day, and you can choose your own penance. You can you know, just follow the guidelines for the church's fasting rules. And then, of course, just we're asking everybody to pray the Golden Arrow Prayer with us for world peace, of course, and then as well as the conversion of heretics and ardent sinners, blasphemers, those souls that hardly anybody ever prays for. We want to pray for them this Lenten season. You can go to our website, and you can click on the CDT Lenten 2022 campaign for more information and to sign up. Just go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Joining us right now on Zoom, praise be to God, is Father Peter Damien Marie O.P. from the uh, the Order of Preachers or the Dominicans from the Southern Province or the province of Martin de Porres to help us maximize our Lenten opportunity. Good morning to you, Father Peter Damien. Good morning. 
Praise be to God. Uh, Adrian is going to have to bring your volume down just a little bit. Uh, thank you for your time today, Father. We're very grateful to you. I think, unfortunately, for too many of us Catholics, we wait until Ash Wednesday to begin the process of thinking about what we're going to do for Lent. And uh, But the Church has asked us to prepare ahead of time. Let me ask you a question. What is and how should we—what's the best way and how should we prepare for the holy season of Lent? Father Peter Damien. Well, you know, traditionally, you know, Catholic spirituality um, prepares, you know, asks us to prepare through prayer, right, and fasting and and almsgiving, right, yeah, but I think a lot of people don't really take Lent seriously, right, I don't think they understand what the significance and the purpose, purpose of Lent, right, so, you know, we always have a problem, people don't really prepare, they think Ash Wednesday is a day and that's it, right, Mm. But it's a 40-day period, right? Because what does it do? It, it, you know, when we prepare, you know, we think about the suffering of Jesus. What does that mean? The death and the resurrection of, of Jesus, right? Yeah. And, and people tend not to take those uh, steps uh, Father, seriously. Father, for, please forgive me for interrupting, but the audio quality is really harsh. To uh, it's sort of there's a bad connection there. We're going to ask that Adrian connect to you by a via fo- phone to hopefully improve that. So we're going to pause the conversation just for a sec and let Adrian get you on the phone so that hopefully we can hear you a little clearer. It's really rough on this end, so uh, we want to make sure the audience has the best opportunity to, to get your, your wisdom and insight. So we're going to pause that just for a sec. And let me just uh, go back to talking about the prayer and fasting campaign. You know, it struck me a couple, like a week ago or so, that uh, Our Lady in 1917 at Fatima told those shepherd children how many souls are going to hell because no one will pray for them. You know, one of the things that I learned in my own conversion experience coming into the church from Protestantism and from uh, my background was that Christ didn't die to give us just himself. He died to not only save our souls, to give us the opportunity to go to heaven, but to give us the family as well, the, the, the saints, his mother. I mean, just he's given us so much, that body of Christ. And so it is important that the body of Christ come together to pray, to fast, to do penance. So we're asking you to join us to pick a day on the calendar and go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to do that. All right. I think, Father, are you on by phone now? Yes, I am. Hopefully, oh, it would be clearly though. Much, much better. Thank <laughs> sorry, you. Thank sorry, you, Father. Sorry for that. No worries. We're grateful that you're on by phone. It's much clearer. So please continue what you were saying about preparing for the season of Lent. Right. Yeah. So in, 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 in order to prepare for it, then we have to understand what we're doing, what it's all about, right? I mean, a lot of people think it's just Ash Wednesday and it's, that's it. But, you know, it's 40 days. You know, because we prepare for the, you know, we talk about the suffering, the suffering of Jesus, the death, the resurrection, right? So uh, spiritually, the, the most important thing is to prepare, is to grow in our own faith and, and our spirituality and make it much, much more stronger, right? So uh, as we prepare for it, we have the opportunity to spend time, right, in the desert with Jesus. And a lot of people don't take take it seriously anymore, right? As if hell or the devil is, is no longer serious, it's real, you know? And, and we need to prepare ourselves so that we enter this journey with, with Christ, yeah? But how do we enter this journey with Christ, right? Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, very, it's very important that prayerfully 
we reflect on the sacred scriptures, like what does it mean to be with Christ, to suffer with Christ? What does the suffering of Christ mean for my own eternal good? Is death, what's the, what's the purpose of that death and the resurrection, right, that, that gives eternal life? And, and traditionally, you know, Catholics spiritually prepare for Lent through the prayer, fasting mm. and almsgiving, which you're asking people to do, pray for the conversion of, of sinners, right? Pagans, priests, bishops, you know, for the salvation of the world against against war and, and for more uh, um, peace, yes? So, so what can we do to prepare for Lent? Well, you know, we pray. Pray about it. Discern where in your life we need to grow and change. Pray and ask God to enlighten the mind, the heart, so that we, we, we can go through this Lent in a meaningful way, right? So give yourself time to pray, to listen to God in the sacred scripture, in the readings, or spiritual reading. We may not get the answer we want, right? We may not. But what is important is that God may direct us where he wants us to be and to grow, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's important. So in preparation, ourselves for Lent, remember, to set ourselves for success, not for failure. We don't take on things that we know we were never able to do. Hmm. <laughs> right? And most of us do end up in a big trap, right? Yeah. It's funny because I'm thinking about my own uh, years as a Catholic, and uh, you know, some some lints are big and some lints are small, right? I mean, I, right, I remember. Right. You know, uh, sleeping on the floor a lot, and just you know, giving up coffee, which I'm about to do again. You know, <laughs> or or even worse, like you know, getting up at 3 a.m. to pray the rosary. You know, back before I used to get up at 3 a.m. anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, but we can we can fail, right? We can set our expectations too high and fail, and then we feel guilty about failing. We tend to give up the rest of the land. What would you say to that, Father? Got about a minute. Precisely, precisely. So, yeah, and, and a successful land allows you to live out our vocation well on our journey, right? So with Jesus Christ through the desert, right, in his passion, his suffering and his death, his death on the cross, so that we can may truly experience this transformation, right? And I God is not we're we're not angels, you know, we're not angels. Right? This this journey is for us to know not to paralyze us when we fail, right? But to discover who we are, to give us the grace to rise to rise again. That's what that's what it's, it's all about, you know, the cross that, that comes with his resurrection in the end, during the journey, and the, 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 the Lenten season, the end, right? We begin with fasting, but what's the end? What's the end result for us, right? So it's very, it's very important for all of us to take this thing seriously. It's, it's not just a tradition given to us because the church has nothing else to do with her with her wisdom. No, it is far greater good that we do this. You know, we give up something to gain more. Eternal life, growth in the spiritual life, huh? increase our prayer, our vocation, all those good stuff. So people, let's do it. Mm-hmm. We have a lot, of, a lot, <laughs> we have a lot to do. And, and where are we going in the church too, right? Sometimes the confusion, pray. For clarity. Right? Amen to that. Pray for our, our, our world leaders. Hold that know, thought. Our president. Hold that thought, Father Peter Damien Marie OP is our guest. We're going to go to a very quick break, going to come back. 
And I wanted to talk and ask very specific questions about certain penances. So uh, don't go anywhere. More preparing for the Holy Season of Lent is coming up next. You're about Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. For some couples, praying together is very natural, but for others, prayer may feel awkward or forced. The truth is, there is real power in spouses praying together. So how can couples pray together more? You can begin by blessing each other and your children in the morning, or engage in communal prayer together like the rosary or the mass. You can also ask your spouse, how can you pray for them? Intercede for them and their needs throughout your day as you are driving or cleaning. When parents need guidance in making decisions for the family, this is when the two of you should come before the Lord in faith and ask for help. And when you fall or make poor choices, you should also repent together and ask the Lord for His forgiveness and mercy. Growing in your prayer life is an essential way to develop and deepen your relationship, but also a way for you to support your spouse and love them more profoundly. A threefold cord is not easily broken. To hear more, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Are you ready for the holy season of Lent? You have just days, hours if you think about it, before the Lent begins. Praise be to God on Ash Wednesday. Father Peter Damien Marie O.P., Order, Order of Preachers of the Dominicans, are here. Uh, he is from the southern province, St. Martin de Pours. And we're talking about getting ready. Welcome back to the program, Father. I wanted to ask you... You know, uh, sometimes when we when we prepare ourselves for the holy season of Lent, we we think about what we're going to give up, and sometimes we we think about what we're going to take on, and and a lot of that thinking can simply just be self improvement versus actual penance. So let me ask you a very specific question: What exactly does the church ask of us, the faithful, to take on or do during the season of Lent? What is the requirement itself? Well, you know, I mean, the the, the, the the prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, right? I mean, the, and the, the, those are very important, right? You know, what, what do we give up? We fast, but again, we give up something to gain more, right? And people, you know, most of us, because we've been doing it for so long, we tend to forget what the significance of all those, right? Mm. It becomes, right, it becomes, we get so used to it that we just go through it, but we, we don't, I don't think spiritually that we, 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 we're dry or nourishing the soul when we do these things, right? We do all these things, you know, to be in solidarity with others, right? Mm-hmm. To, yeah, and to draw us into the fullness of, of Christ in the desert, right? Because what was the end for, for him to do that, right? It's for us, for our salvation. But we tend, we, we, we're, we're so afraid, we've become so afraid of being Christian being, and being a true Catholic by taking on these, these practices because, well, it does nothing for me, right? No, that's a selfish way to look at it. 
of course it does something for the soul not for you physically but for the soul mm -hmm. but what if i but what if father i gave i decided to give up wagyu steaks which are at 200 dollars a pound i guess these days <laughs> Uh, I mean, would that count? I'd be sacrificing quite a bit because I wouldn't be enjoying the finest steak on planet Earth. And, 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 and that's a beautiful thing, right? That's a beautiful thing. But it's not just to just give up the steak, you know. It's, it, it, it's what's the, the motivation of doing that, right? Instead of, instead of having a nice meal, then what's the end to that, right? Mm -hmm. What are you going to take on? instead right so you, you you're not giving up but you're supposed to receive more in the spiritual life that is right yeah i mean because you don't have to buy um a 200 steak but you could do something else right, right? <laughs> if so, only i yeah, could have just you, one pound for sure <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, right you know so yeah you know father i was thinking about this and i was thinking the other day you know we hear all the time among the secular culture, whenever people will say like something bad will happen, they'll say, oh, my goodness, well, I'm praying for you. And then people will respond with vitriol and be like, oh, how dare you say you're going to pray for me? Don't pray for me. Go uh, actually do something. And, you know, I was reflecting on this. And, you know, at first I'm like, you know, that's messed up. You know, obviously prayer is very effectual. We need to be praying more, yada, 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 uh, the typical response. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? They're right, but they're not right for the reason they think they're right. They're right because I'm thinking of what our Lord said, that some demons can only be driven out with prayer and fasting. And so in a lot of cases, prayer is not enough. Uh, could you speak about that, Father? Right. So, you know, I mean, people, people become so self-righteous, right, that we think we don't, we don't need each other. But we, we do, right, because you, you're, not, you're not praying for God to do anything as if God doesn't have the power, the will to do that. He's free, but in solidarity, in union with the need of another individual, another person, a nation, that's why um, we pray. But because, I mean, these pagans don't really understand what it's all about. They think, you know, I could live, I could be without the help of another person. But what is most important is not so much for me is a physical need of a person, right? but it's for that person to be drawn into the awareness that Jesus Christ is present in the world, in your life. And what is most important is to, to grow in that knowledge of God, right? Father, I, I have a question also, and, and thank you for speaking on that. Um, you know, sometimes people look at their Lenten resolutions and they make these temporary things. Like, for example, I, I, I have in the past have said, okay, I'm going to fast from social media. And um, later on, you know, or on Sundays, for example, I would go back on and just kind of continue my life as if nothing were different. Can you talk about these temporary sort of resolutions and contrast that with actual, well, maybe we should take away some of these things to improve our, our relationship with God? Yeah, precisely. As, as I said in the beginning, right, we, we've, we've got to set these goals that actually we could win the battle that we, we set, right? in order to have a more successful thing, right? So you start, because it's, it's hard for me, to, even as a priest, to give up certain things. It's very difficult. So but I have to challenge myself, and I say, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Social media, my mobile, okay. Three days, Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. These are the things I'll do, right? 
But I find telling myself that this, I'm going to cut it off, it becomes more difficult for me. But when I do it in stages, it becomes easier for me to deal with because I set a pattern that is doable for me. And, and it's the same in our, in our Lenten journey in our prayer life, right? I mean, I'm a Catholic priest. You're not. You're a family man. Your vocation is to your family. Well, you may not have all the, the, the time to pray morning, noon, midday, evening, or night, right? Mm-hmm. But then we get upset because we don't do that. But if you start by saying, okay, morning is impossible, but we could do evening, then we start from evening, and then it becomes a routine, and we get into it, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we just go into things, and then you ask, well, what's, what's the end result in all this, right? I'm forcing something that has never been a part of my life. I'm not familiar with it. So we're not, we're not patient in the process, right? Jesus was. He did it right so we can achieve these these goals that we set but in small steps mm. father what do you think about sundays in in times past i've had some pretty good penances as i mentioned earlier that i kept strictly uh, but on sundays i gave myself a pass and i told myself it was a feast day so it's uh you know it's like many easter and uh, so i gave myself a pass and i enjoyed my uh, my you know, putting my penances off to off on hold for a, for a day. How do you feel about that? Well, you see that that again. You know, you, you don't want to cheat, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, and and that's what most of us do. We think well because well, it's Sunday. We don't have to fast. Well, it's not right. Fasting is not about well a successful period from Monday to to, to Saturday, and then Sunday you just give it up. No, no, no. Sunday, because it, that's when the real fast should come in. The sacrifice of the journey should come in because, well, I'm now free to do this, so I'm going to offer it up even more, right? So that's the sacrifice of Lent. It's all about, you know, right? It's to fulfill the, 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 the desire to know God, to enter into this journey with Christ for my sanctification for those around me. Because when I fast, I don't have to fast for me, right? Mm-hmm. But something else. So whether it's family for a friend, the conversion of someone, offer that time up. Just don't cheat by saying, well, it's Sunday. Let's do And that's what most of us do, actually, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Father. And I, I was thinking about Professor Plinio. He talked about this exact thing when he was referring to Our Lady of Fatima. He says, Our Lady of Fatima, she appears and she doesn't say, oh, make sacrifice to me. Uh, she doesn't say, oh, make sacrifice for this and the other. She is very specific that she wants prayer, fasting, and, and uh, the conversion of life for the conversion of sinners. That way poor souls will not enter into hell and we have lost such a the the tradition of a of more intense fasting nowadays we literally only have two mandatory days of fasting a year which is ash wednesday and good friday and then the fridays during lent is days of abstinence uh, father could you talk a little bit about this uh this relationship between fasting praying and the salvation of souls right yeah so you know, again, when when we when we do all these things, right? When we when we fast, right? There, there's something that is dying in us, hopefully, right? 
dine in us to gain more, right? The opportunity to discover something, who we are in light of being created by God, right? So we're in this desert, and in the desert, it's, it's scorching hot and, and tiresome. The soul needs rejuvenation. The soul needs to be watered, nurtured. Well, how do we do that? Right. It's not from running from something, but in the process. If we truly believe that God is with us, then it's no longer us, right? We're, the grace is there to sustain us when we are weak, right? We all, we're, we're given fasting now, as you said, for, what, twice? But, okay, but how about this personal desire? What is the desire of the person going through fasting and almsgiving and prayer? What is the end to it, right? So it, we, we get so caught up in this culture war that we're losing so much of who we are as Catholics, as Christian people, right? And those of us who love the tradition should, in our own way, promote these traditions, right? Mm. Because the more and more it seems that we are drifting away from these traditions Amen. and they're not doing anything good for the church, for the individual, because we can't survive on our own, right? We need sacrifices. We need to sacrifice something All right. in order to get more. I'm sorry, Father, but we are out of time. Thank you for being on with us. Uh, very generous uh, to give us this opportunity to reflect and prepare. Father Peter Damien from the Order of Preachers. God love you. God bless you, Father. Have a great day. God bless you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Praise be to God. We hope this was helpful for you to ponder and prepare for Ash Wednesday, which is coming up. But... Speaking of coming up, in the beginning of the next hour, if you can join us, we're giving somebody a Mercedes. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can always stream us live on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. If you had the chance to sit down for 10 minutes with the world's greatest teacher, would you take it? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. If you said yes, you're in luck. Go take out your Bible and you can spend 10 minutes or even more with the Spirit of the Living God. Who is a better teacher or greater expert than the Holy Spirit? In his rule, St. Benedict sends us to the Bible every day and it's free. 
Second Timothy tells us all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, and for training in righteousness. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? For your free copy of the Rule of Saint Benedict, visit oneminutemonk.com. O N E minutemonk.com. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? Hey Donnie, who were the first two people God created? Adam and Eve. There you go. And what did we inherit from them? Original sin. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. It is Friday February the 25th, 2022, and you have survived it. You've, you've made it through the week. Praise be to God. I mean, you are hours away from doing the honeydew list on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, just think about all the stuff, the closet, the garage, the pantry, fixing the dishwasher that's been out for a week. I mean, just you get to do some cool stuff this weekend. Praise be to God. And uh, we're going to be looking forward to that. But I'm sure that's not why you tuned in, to hear my honeydew list anyway. You probably tuned in because today's the day that, we've, that we have arrived. We're giving away a Mercedes today, a brand new 2022 GLA 250 in night black. Today We harassed you for, I don't know, four or five weeks anyway. And today's the day we pull a winner out of the, the divine barrel. What I don't even know what we're going to call it. The, cause we, we the, have a, the, the barrel of divine providence. Yeah, we have a coffee cup of divine providence, which we it's will true. also pull from. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. So we're going to do that today. That's, so yeah. It's a double, double winner today. Yeah, lots of prizes to give out today. Thank you all for for participating in this this car raffle yeah. too. By the way, it helps support our, our Catholic Radio Apostolate. So that's what's on the agenda this first half hour. We're going to dive into giving away a Mercedes, and then uh, we're probably that that'll be our good news story for today. Maybe we'll get to a saint of the day. Maybe we'll get to the gospel today. But we are going to play our game show Fear and Trembling at fifteen past the hour. So if you don't win a Mercedes, you could still win the CDT sponsored prize this week. For the game show. So stick around for that. Uh, speaking of games, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? Amen. It is. I am excited. Because, you got your raffle tickets uh, out? You ready to go? I have all the raffle tickets I purchased are in my hands right now. Right now. Right now. All of them? All of them. I have all and the raffle tickets. father is right next to you, too. <laughs> oh, hey, father. <laughs> Other side. Yeah. Oh, hey, father. <laughs> Praise be to God. There you go. All right. Well, uh, God is so very good. We're very excited about it. And don't forget, in the second half of the hour, we are going to do our uh, our after show where we chat with you live and we hang out with you. And, and one more thing before we go to Midland. I want to say we are launching our 2022 CDT Lenten campaign. We are asking for you, dear listener, 
to join us in praying, fasting, and doing penance for world peace and for the conversion of ardent sinners. Would you consider taking a day on the calendar? We want to cover every day of Lent, including Sundays, and we want to cover every day of Lent, and we want to ask you to pick a day and join us. Go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT, to join us in praying, fasting, and doing penance there. Praise be to God. All right, let's go to Midland. Good morning to you, Midland. Praise be to God. Sammy is joining us now. Good morning, Sammy. Good morning, everybody. I did actually join to hear about your honeydews list, Joe. So. Oh, well, there you go. Your day is fulfilled, sir. You know, someone part of that honeydews list could be somebody washing this brand-new, beautiful Mercedes-Benz. Could you imagine? Have, have wow. you ever driven a Mercedes, Sammy? Uh, I've ridden in one. That's about you know, as close as I've got. <laughs> it's a nice car. The 20- it's a beaut. The it's a head turner. The 250 GLA uh, in night black. I mean, I, I, night black is a decent color. I wish it was midnight blue, but night black is quite nice, I'm sure. Whoever wins, I mean, do you have any speculation? Do you think uh, which market of the GRN might be <sighs> might be able to pull the prize today? You know, I really don't. I think, honestly, all of us have been just praying, say, Lord, your will be done. Yeah. Uh, whomever may have the, the greatest need or, or whatnot, you know, let that be the winner. <laughs> but this is exciting. As you mentioned, Joe, this goes on. You know, for seven, eight weeks typically, and and uh, would you say we're harassing people yeah. to buy tickets? In a good way. I meant that in a good Catholic <laughs> Christian way, of course. Amen. But the support has been beautiful, let's, absolutely beautiful. Let's before we draw, let's talk about the hard work of our team, though, the behind the scenes. Uh, you know, all of the staff that has to process the payments and has to make sure those tickets are in the divine, the barrel of divine uh, providence. There, <laughs> uh, I mean, plus the GMs and the and the members of our team, the volunteers who all worked diligently almost every seven days a week in some cases for weeks now to get out and beat the bushes, to sell the tickets, to raise the money, to keep our Catholic Radio Posse alive. I mean, it's been a lot of people involved. Absolutely. You know, not only we're so thankful to everyone who purchased tickets, but as you mentioned, everybody internally, the GRN, I mean, it's it's a group effort to say the least. Um, and so I'm just so grateful for all the GRN family that we have, all the efforts uh, this is what keeps, you know, these airwaves flowing Catholic, Joe. Amen. Praise be to God. All right. Well, I think what would be impor- important and prudent, Sammy, is that uh, someone stir the barrel. Like, we need to make sure that this barrel is well stirred. Is, gonna be, is someone back there capable of doing that? We actually have uh, Lisa Martinez Lisa. live with us here. God. Now, I'll good tell morning, you, Lisa. GRN family, we've been spinning this thing, I mm-hmm. mean, almost on the daily to give it a good yeah. mix, but I think you're right. We need to we give it one it. last... Proof is in the pudding, Sammy. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. So we are live streaming it right here now. Here it goes. Lisa Ooh. is stirring the barrel of divine providence. I mean, it's, it's a lot Lisa's of tickets been, in been there. has been working on her guns, you know, the past few days. How many tickets are in there, Sammy? How many tickets are in there? Do you know? I, I don't know the actual count. I mean, okay. it's obviously, that thing it's is filled up. Yeah. Thanks be to God. So is Lisa reaching in right Here now? Here we go. This is the Lisa's moment. Lisa's about to get right in there. Someone's going to The drummer's getting tired. <laughs> the tension. Okay, okay. She's reaching Here we in. go. She's grabbing a ticket. She's shuffling. Unreal. Do you have a ticket? You have, we have a, a winner. Oh. We have a winner. Oh. Clarissa Gonzalez out of San Antonio, oh. Texas. Wow, Clarissa. <laughs> Congratulations. Way to go, Clarissa. Wow. Start planning your road trip. We need to get that oh, first ride. Oh, my goodness. Praise be to God. 
Clarissa <laughs> Gonzalez from San Antonio, Texas. What an amazing thing. So I don't know if you read the fine print, Clarissa, but it said clearly the CDT team does get the first ride. Above and beyond all spouses, <laughs> children, and relatives. So there's that. Other than that, how exciting is that, Sammy? Wow. I mean, I, I can't. What would you do, Joe, if somebody called you literally and was like, hey, you just want a brand new Mercedes Benz? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I need I to say. I tell you what I'd do. I'd look to my left, and I'd look to my right, and then I'd get in the Mercedes, and I'd go for a drive. <laughs> oh, man. That's incredible. Oh, I, I, I tried, Amazing. I've been in one Mercedes. No, two. I've been in two Mercedes in my life. The f- one I tried to drive, I couldn't even figure out how to start the darn thing. <laughs> Like, it was so complicated, and I guess I'm just a knuckle-dragger, and I couldn't figure it out. It was embarrassing, (laughs) completely embarrassing. But uh, what an exciting thing. Clarissa from San Antonio. Uh, I I wonder what the record is. How many many times San Antonio Market has won the car? I want to say twice now. I could be mistaken about that. Mm. I don't know. But there you go. It's done. Right, what are you guys going to do now? Are you going to take a nap? I mean, like, uh, what happens post-car raffle with the staff in the back end of GRN? Say? Half a gallon of, you know, coffee and a couple <laughs> of donuts. We, <laughs> we had the, the sugar high coming in. So, no, this is just absolutely amazing. And, and thank you for, for pulling us in here in Midland to do the raffle with you, Joe. Uh, love the CDT team. And just want to say, you know, one last thank you to everyone who has supported Guadalupe Radio Network in this initiative because we cannot do it without you. God bless you, and we love you so much. Amen. Praise, Praise be God. to God. Sammy, Lisa, and the team, God love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for your hard work. Thanks and so much. Thank you, Bye-bye. dear listeners, for your generous support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Your support. Buying these raffle tickets, it, not only could you have won a cool car, praise God, but at the same time, it supports our apostolate, keeping Catholic radio waves flowing in your neck of the woods, in your community. That local GRN radio station you're listening to is supported by you. So if you want to make sure it has a bright and beautiful future to share the good, the true, and the beautiful with the souls that are most important to you, like your lost loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest prayer request we get. Well, make sure to support that local Catholic radio station, that GRN station. Go to our website, find your local station manager's contact information, and let them know that you're there to support them, volunteering or whatever you, whatever they need. Or come by, take a tour, take a visit. It's a lot of fun. Bring the family with you to see our radio stations. It's a great time. Go to grnonline.com to find that information. All right, praise God. With what time we have left, I don't know, I say we do the saint of the day. Uh, Adrian, why don't you take us to the saint of the day? Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Um, real quickly, I think that's Clarissa, the, our daily listener from the Catholic Drive Time Show. If it is, well, then congratulations Clarissa? to Clarissa Gonzalez, uh, yeah. our daily Catholic Drive Time listener. Uh, we need a confirmation <laughs> on that. Yeah. Is that really? I think so. I'm like, I'm like 99% Clarissa? sure. Did you? Uh, Clarissa's a CDT insider. Yeah, that's true. She hangs out with that's us true. all the time. Uh-huh. Did you just win a Mercedes, Clarissa? I think what? that's. I think I'm like ninety percent sure. Don't hype it until we know. Okay, okay. You are okay. going to drive well, that car to Houston to be here in the studio to take us on a ride. If you get a call Which from ever Clarissa, sorry, that was an accident. That uh, whoops <laughs> smashes it twice. How I need confirmation on that. Yeah, if you seriously? get a call from Sammy, uh, let us know as soon as you get a call from Sammy saying that you are in fact the winner. <laughs> let us the, know. We'd love to know. One of the CDT insiders just won. I think so. That would be incredible. Uh, my head is blown. Big oh, if true. Big if true. I, and if not. Clarissa Gonzalez in San Antonio, you are amazing. We thank you for your support. Amen. That's just awesome. Amen. Praise God. Okay, now, now I'll do the same today. Okay. Here we go. 
The saint of the day is Blessed Maria Adodata Pisani, the only daughter of Baron Benedito Pisani and Vincenza Cariano. She was born Maria Teresa Pisani in Naples, Italy on the 29th of December, 1806, and baptized the same day in the parish of St. Mark Pizzafacone. Her father was baron of one of the oldest and richest barons, baronies in Malta. And once in Malta, Pisani decided that she wanted to become a nun, and although her mother preferred that she marry, I know what that's like, besides suffering from delicate health, Pisani had a deformed shoulder caused, as it was testified, by injuries sustained at the hands of a maid who beat her when she lived with her grandmother in Naples. Although her mother tried to find her a suitable husband, Pisani invariably declined such proposals preferring to lead a quiet life of attending church and helping the poor. The people who knew her started to comment about her pious behavior. I wish people would comment about my pious behavior. Uh, upon turning 21, she entered the Benedictine community in St. Peter's Monastery and took the name Maria Adodata, given by God. She made her solemn profession two years later in the cloister, and Pisani became a seamstress, sacristan, porter, teacher, and novice mistress. Her charity was a benefit to her fellow nuns and to many people outside the cloister walls as well. Pisani wrote various works, and the most well-known of which is The Mystical Garden of the Soul That Loves Jesus and Mary. A collection of her personal reflections between the years 1835 and 1843. She was abbess from 1851 to 53 and had to retire from her duties because she suffered from heart problems. She died on the 25th of February in 1855 at the age of 48 and was buried the next day in the crypt of the Benedictine Monastery at Medina. Pisani was remembered for her sanctity, the love of the poor, and her self-imposed sacrifices and ecstasies so complete that she was even seen levitating. Blessed Maria Adodata Pisani pray for us praise be to god in all things my mind is still absolutely blown uh we don't have time to read the gospel today because unfortunately it's saying to the day and the gospel are very long but as venerable bead said this about the gospel today mark the difference of temper in the multitude and in the pharisees so so we just finished this whole week we're talking about how the multitude brought their sick wanted healing all of that remember that so bead brings this point out. He says the former, the multitude, meet together in order to be taught, in order to bring their sick that they may be healed, as Matthew relates. The latter, however, those the Pharisees, they come to him to try to deceive the Savior by tempting him. And Venerable Bede even says to try to deceive their Savior. Yikes, what are our intentions when we, when we approach the Lord? Let us be careful about that. That is a pretty powerful statement from the Venerable Bede today. Well, uh, again, my mind is absolutely blown that Clarissa, one of our CDT insiders, listens all the time, chatting with us all the time, praise be to God, has just won the, the, the uh, Mercedes. Congratulations, Clarissa, to you and your family. That is so cool. I can't wait to see the pictures and the video and all the rest of you and your brand new car. Again, thank you to everybody for your support for our apostolate. It just means the world to us. So real quick, before we go to the game show, let me just give another plug for our our CDT Lenten campaign. I'm asking you to join us by picking a day on the calendar, which I have posted on the website. You can go to our website and see the calendar, and the names are beginning to fill and take days. We want to cover every single day of the Lenten season, praying, fasting, and doing penance specifically for world peace 
and for the conversion of ardent sinners. Our Lady asks us to not abandon so many souls with no one to pray for them. So we want to pray for heretics and blasphemers and ardent sinners, the hardest hearted sinners. We want to pray that there might be an opportunity to move their heart and to hopefully win their souls through the body of Christ, united to the vine, our Lord and Savior Jesus. So you can pray, you can fast, do penance, just pick one day. It's super simple. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT and look for the link that says CDT Lenten Campaign 2022, and then you can sign up that way. Praise be to God. Or send us an email, and we'll put you on the calendar super easy, super fast. All right, time to go to a break. Time to come back and play Fear and Trembling. More prizes now. You could still win prizes right now by calling and being our contestant on the phone at 877-757-9424. The first caller gets to be the contestant. So if you've never played, now's a great opportunity. Or if it's been, say, a month or so since you played, call 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Call right now. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is up next. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10. Do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor 
And promise me, I mean, pinky swear, you're never going to share with anybody my secrets or my agendas. And if you'll do that, then I will share them with you. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments and the questions where you might learn something you did not know before about your Catholic faith. Praise be to God. Just think about the bragging rights you'll have. Number two, we like to have fun. We like to laugh and have a good time, and our callers are amazing. They have great uh, you know, spirits, and they, they just laugh with us, and they're good sports. We just enjoy that quite a bit. And then, of course, we give out prizes, and today's the day we give out the prizes, so that makes it fun. But if you are new here, here is the deal. We have three Catholic trivia questions sitting in front of us. But the kicker is we do not ask our caller the question, so they don't need to know the correct answer. They could win and not even know a single one. And that's because instead of asking them, we will ask Rudy and Adrian, one of which will be correct and the other will be incorrect. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or, or Adrian? And uh, the right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize, which is a lot smaller than the barrel mind you. So your chances are really good. All right, Rudy, what could they win? Praise God. Our sponsor this week is Catholic Drive Time. So we're going to be putting together a prize pack that includes prayer cards, a book, and also an autographed CDT mug, which, by the way, if you're looking at us on a live stream, it's a replica of the coffee cup of divine providence. Okay. So despite being up early, you're going to be alert. Looking to the left and to the right. After drinking your morning brew In your... from your trusty CDT mug. One might say a morning cup of Joe. <laughs> oh, hey now. Yeah. Hey, it, we should certify it. We should give them a certificate of authenticity that it is, in fact, a, a, an authorized replica of an the CDT mug. <laughs> I'll make sure to add that. <laughs> <laughs> the price pack just got sweeter. Praise be to God. All right. Let's go to the phones. Carolina, good morning. Hi, good morning. Praise be to God. Good morning, Caroline. Thanks for being on our show today. Where are you calling from? I am from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Let's go. Hold it down. So uh, where do you go to church, Caroline? I go to the Cathedral of Our Lady of Walsingham. Oh, very nice. Praise be to God. I've been there many, many times. Uh, So are you familiar with the game? Do you know how this works? I've been listening for a while, and oh, good. this is my first time calling. Well, praise Thank be to God. God. We Thanks need a first-time caller sounder just for the game, I think. Well, Clarissa, we're very grateful that you're on the phone, and we uh, will we'll have a good time. But just so you know, okay, I am the only one here you can trust, okay? You and I are in this together. <laughs> it's you and I against Rudy and Adrian. Are you ready to go, mm-hmm. Carolina? Joe, lying is a I sin. Am. Carolina, sorry. Carolina, oh, thank you for correcting me. I, people deserve to have their name said correctly. Carolina, here we go. Uh, we will start with Rudy first, as is our tradition, our custom, our patrimony here at CDT. Good morning to you, Rudy. Good morning, Joe. Hey, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Uh, Rudy, can you tell me? The administrative body of the church under the Pope is called what? The administrative body. Huh. That sounds like the Roman Curia. Okay. You know the guys in red? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying it's the Roman Curia is the answer. That's right. Okay. Let's just see what Adrian has to say here. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. (laughs) Can you tell me? Yeah. The administrative body of the church under the Pope is called what? Oh, yeah. Those those are those guys on EWTN, the the papal posse. 
Is that what it's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Faithful bossy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, here we go, Carolina. Uh, this is for clarity's sake. Uh, Brother Adrian seems to think that the administrative body of the church is called the Papal Posse versus, uh, Brother Rudy says, it's called the Roman Curia. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Carolina, what say you? I think Papal Posse sounds very cool, but I think Rudy is definitely <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't think that's legit? I mean, what? <laughs> Survey says... <laughs> of course. So wise. <laughs> yes. Papal posse. I mean, it does sound really cool. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. I just cool. had like visions in my mind of like uh, men in cassocks doing like the, the 80s rappers. When dance. I become like Pope, I'm cool changing the Curia you know? <laughs> to the Papal Posse, just so you know. <laughs> straight out of straight out of the Vatican. That's that's all that was going through my mind. All right, C- Carolina, congratulations. You're in the cup. You could win. Praise be to God. But let's see if we can't double your chances here. This is a history question, which is near and dear to my heart. I love history. So let's see if we can't get you in the cup here. We're going to go to Adrian for this one. That's me. Well, praise be to God. I was confused. It's it's still my name. Clarity is charity. Amen, brother. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me? Yes. Who was the first First. Catholic bishop of the United States? Bishop. Of the United States. Yes, not Lutheran bishop. Okay, not Catholic. Lutheran. Not Episcopalian? Nope. Anglican? Nope. Okay, Catholic. Yes. Okay, okay. That would be Bishop John Carroll. Bishop John Carroll. Hmm. Sounds like I've heard that somewhere. Hey, Rudy, can you tell me who was the first Catholic bishop of the United States? <laughs> okay. That that actually mm-hmm. I do know. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, most of the time you yeah. have references I don't get. <laughs> the first Catholic bishop was Don Knotts. <laughs> Don Knotts. That's correct. Uh huh. Bishop Don Knotts. Okay. Did he carry Did he carry one single bullet in his front pocket? I'm just curious. He did actually from the war that he experienced. Really? Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. He was shot at. Whew, okay. Don Knotts. Interesting. Uh, hey, Carolina. Here's the deal. Brother Rudy says it was Bishop. Don Knotts versus Adrian says it was Bishop John Carroll. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Who's from Maryland? Carolina, what say you? Um, I was kind of nervous because I'm not good at history, but I think it's Adrian. That is always well, a safe bet. said, actually. Survey says, yes. And, Amen. Uh, pro- Pro-level free tip to you, Carolina, if you ever have to admit that Adrian's right, what you, the way you said it is the best way to go. No, no. You don't want to go too confident <laughs> She was there. erring on the side of Adrian. That's always safe. <laughs> You're in for two. In fact, John Carroll's cousin uh, was a, a signer of the Declaration of Independence and a framer of the Constitution. So, well, well played. Well played. You're in the cup for two. All right. Let's go to... Question number three here. Let's see here. I'm going to read this. Uh, this could be... The hardest question you've ever had in the history of the Catholic drive time. I wasn't going to say that, but it, I was, it's, it could be difficult. I'm not going to say hardest ever. This is easily the hardest question we've ever had. It's hardly the easiest, is what I was going to say. But we're going to go back to Rudy first. Rudy, can you tell me, what is the term for any external circumstance in which we are led to commit a sin? That sounds like an occasion for you to run yes, from what is known mm-hmm. as the occasion of sin. The occasion of sin, yep. you say. Okay. Which happens on occasion. It does. Uh, hey, Rudy. Or rather, not Rudy. Let's go to Adrian. Yes. Hey, Adrian. 
Can you tell me? That's me. I'm, I'm Adrian. What is the term for any external circumstance in mm. which we are led to commit a sin? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm very familiar with this. Uh, the term for any external circumstance in which we are led to commit sin is called... The technical term okay. is known as mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> fun. Mm-hmm. Fun Fun is your answer. Yes. P-H-U-N. Uh-huh. Two, <laughs> two degrees from university. Yeah. Fun, fun is your is answer. Is the external circumstance that leads us to commit sin. Okay. So uh, avoid fun. Caroline, here is the deal. Uh, Adrian says fun is the answer, whereas Rudy says it's the occasion of sin. That is the answer. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Carolina, what say you? Rudy. <laughs> she sounded wow. very um, confident. Like, oh. Very confident. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like there was regret in that choice there, Carolina. She wanted to say Adrian, that's why. <laughs> well played, you're in. That's the correct answer. I think that's a perfect score now, but uh, we are mixing. Rudy is right I'm now shuffling. mixing the coffee cup of divine providence. You could win. The I don't know. Carolina, it may or may not be God's holy will that you win today, I, but we're going to have, have to one. see. I have one here in my hand. Here we go. Pete. Pete. Pete, congratulations. congratulations. You won this Let's go, Pete. Pete. Carolina, I'm sorry. It wasn't God's holy will today. Next time. Next time, though. Thank you for letting me play. It was so fun. Praise be to God. And by the way, did you know who Don Knotts is? No, I Me was neither. very scared. You don't, <laughs> you don't know who Don Nance is? Oh, yeah. my heart from is the Andy Griffith show. Yes! <laughs> you, and me, you and me both, Carolina. He was the deputy with a gun with no bullets. He carried one bullet in his front pocket. Yeah, still I was going to say, he's about. known for whistling the tune. Don Nance. <laughs> oh. He was also... Uh, he was also Wormy in the Hermie and Wormy series before he is died. Is this an old person God reference? his soul. Well, Carolina, thanks for being fun today. God love you. Have a great weekend. All right, praise be to God. That's going to do it. Join us in the Lenten fasting prayer campaign. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Sign up, pick a day on the calendar, or email us and let us know what day you want. We'll get you in, praise be to God. But hang out with us if you can for the next 30 minutes on the live video stream. We'd love to chat with you directly. grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Friday of the seventh week in Ordinary Time. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early.
early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christ eleison, Christ eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that always pondering spiritual things, we may carry out in both word and deed that which is pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. James. Do not complain, brothers and sisters, about one another, that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing before the gates. Take as an example of hardship and patience, brothers and sisters, the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Indeed, we call blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of the perseverance of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord because the Lord is compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth, or with any other oath. But let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no, that you may not incur condemnation. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord is kind and merciful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord, the Lord is kind and merciful. He pardons all your iniquities. He heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with kindness and compassion. The Lord is kind and merciful. Merciful and gracious is the Lord, slow to anger and abounding in kindness. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his wrath forever. The Lord is kind and merciful. For as the heavens are high above the earth, 
so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. The Lord is kind and merciful. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Your word, O Lord, is truth. Consecrate us in the truth. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came into the district of Judea and across the Jordan. Again crowds gathered around him, and, as was his custom, he again taught them. The Pharisees approached him and asked, Is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? They were testing him. He said to them in reply, What did Moses command you? They replied, Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother, being be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. In the house the disciples again questioned Jesus about this. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The disciples were shocked about the teaching of Jesus. They were they thought it was harsh. They even said in, in the counterpart in this synoptic gospel of Matthew, they said, if this is true, who can take it? It was a very, very difficult teaching, and people of our age are no different. And so when a disciple has a difficulty with the teaching, we refer them to Jesus. In fact, if somebody says, I don't know about the church teaching about the indissolubility of marriage, the best thing to do is to tell them, you need to have an awkward conversation with Jesus about this matter. It is his teaching. It is not necessarily that the church is uh, trying to push some kind of agenda. It is merely representing, merely re-echoing faithfully the teaching of Jesus Christ on the indissolubility of marriage. And it, you know, it really is the same with the patriarchs who had many wives. He could apply the same words to them. Because of the hardness of your hearts it was permitted, but it is not the original intention of the Creator. St. Augustine taught about the sacrament of marriage. It is a sacramentum nature. It's a sacrament of nature. God, the Creator, wove it into the fabric of man and woman when he created them. Everything in our body, all the chemicals, all the hormones, the instincts, the emotions, our very body screams monogamy. And this is the, the way the Creator made marriage, a one man, one woman, 
union that was covenanted, that was intended to be open to life, that was indissoluble, that was uh, exclusive, mutually exclusive, that there would be one man and one woman. Anything else is adultery. Two men, two women, having, uh, you know, any... Listen to the words of Jesus again if you, if, you have a, if you struggle with this. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. These are intense words. Why? Why is it so intense? Why is, is, it so, why is this teaching on marriage so, so hard? Well, it represents the covenant that God has with man. God is never going to decide, you know, I'm tired of you. I'm sick of, of this, 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 human, this humanity. I'm going to take a break from them. I'm no longer going to be faithful. I did baptize you, but I'm kind of revoking that now. I'm, you know, I just, you're just not, uh, I'm kind of getting sick of you. No, it doesn't work that way. A covenant is irrevocable. And to show that irrevocability, God needed a sign that was to be the stability of our culture, of our society, that was marriage. It wasn't an evolution from culture or an evolution from nature. It is something the Creator made from the beginning. And you have to also have a conversation with your body as well, because this irrevocability is woven into your body. If you ask, and this is, uh, Pope John Paul wrote the entire first part of the theology of the body about this passage, the Creator's original intention. The next part of the theology of the body was written on that Jesus appeals to the human heart, that you have to go deep into their heart and appeal to the heart because the heart speaks of covenant. It speaks of this irrevocable, indissoluble covenant. And we are very grateful for that. And we ask God to renew our understanding of this glorious teaching of marriage. That is not to say that like the woman at the well, when Jesus went to her and said, are you married? And she said, no. And he's like, you're right. You've had five men and none of them have been your husband. That the church you know, with regard to declarations of nullity, the church tries to ascertain whether or not there is a bond at some times. And because the person does not have the intention of the church to be open to life or because they are not capable of, of sound mind and body to make a decision, the church then would declare that it was annulled. It does not annul a bond that's there. It just declares that there, you know, it didn't really happen. That's very, that's legitimate. And I think there's so many annulments nowadays because they're very bad marriage preparation, very poor marriage preparation. And there's, you have to have the courage to say, kids, I don't think you should get married, you know, to, to be able to say to them, it's not wise for you to contract a union. Um, it would be, you know, to tell them this is what marriage is. And if you're not ready for it, if you're not ready to have kids the first day that you get married, don't get married. And don't, don't call it a sacrament because they don't have the intention of the sacrament at heart. Let us pray for a renewal of this great gift in the church. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church that covenanted it to Jesus Christ in a irrevocable union may progress in holiness and life. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for a renewal of marriage and family. We pray for an end to same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. For this, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for peace in this world, for peace in the Ukraine. We pray to the Lord. 
Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And we pray for all of our beloved dead. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear us, for we make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ and through the powerful intercession of our blessed Mother Mary as we pray together. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Lord, whose love in humble service bore the weight of human need, who did on the cross forsaken show us mercy's perfect deed, we, your servants, bring the worship, not a voice alone, but heart, consecrating to your purpose every gift which you impart. As we worship, grant us vision till your love's revealing light. Till the height and depth and greatness dawns upon our human sight, making known the needs and burdens your compassion bids us bear, stirring us to faithful service, your abundant life to share. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. As we celebrate your mysteries, O Lord, with the observance that is your due, we humbly ask that what we offer to the honor of your majesty may profit us for salvation through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your Word through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Savior and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin. Fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with the angels and all the saints, we declare your glory, as with one voice we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Lenis et Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, we then eat in nomine domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, 
at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you summon before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servants whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who are united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection, when from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died, and transform our lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom, there we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God, as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages and praise you without end. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow in the world all that is good. Robo him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Receptis salutaribus moniti, et divini institutioni formati, audehemus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, 
Sanctifice tu bonomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed liberanos amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi, Dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Communion Antiphon. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad, and sing psalms to your name, O Most High. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. O Jesus, we adore Thee, who in Thy love divine Conceal thy mighty Godhead in forms of bread and wine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine. All praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O Jesus, we adore Thee, 
our victim and our priest, whose precious blood and body become our sacred feast. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O Jesus, we adore thee, our Savior and our King, and with the saints and angels a humble homage bring. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O Jesus, we adore thee, come live in us, we pray that all our thoughts and actions be thine alone to-day. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we may experience the effects of the salvation which is pledged to us by these mysteries through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. Come, brethren, follow where our captain trod, our king victorious, Christ the Son of God. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. Led on their way by this triumphant sign, the hosts of God in conquering ranks combine. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. 
be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one, from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.